here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. You can follow me on Twitter at Dominic TV at Dominic TV. Starting this morning and going forward, you can also follow me on YouTube. I'm going to be posting videos about how I feel of the morning, what's going on, what are the topics. You can follow me on YouTube as well at Dominic Carter at YouTube.com at Dominic Carter. So we'll be posting videos to that. We have a lot to get to this morning, and I have to start this way. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He didn't have an answer. The elderly woman who Mayor Adams compared to a slave owner is a tenant advocate who fled the Nazis during World War II. Uh Oh, the 84-year-old woman. We're going to let you hear this twice. The first time it's coming up in just a second, and then a few minutes later. The woman asked the question of the mayor as it relates to the Rent Guidelines Board, and the mayor had some colorful language. You'll hear it in just a second. Hey, folks, I am not the only African-American talking about how crime is out of control. I'm not the only one. Guess who is also discussing crime? Youssef Salam. That's right. The Central Park Five defendant who was exonerated in the infamous 1989 Central Park jogger rape case says who was just elected to the city council. He won the Democratic primary, so he's basically elected, says he's ready to work arm in arm with the NYPD to improve Harlem's quality of life as the neighborhood's next council member. An insurgent, first-time candidate, father of 10, Salam secured a shocking win over the Harlem Democratic establishment Tuesday night, blowing away his rival candidate, State Assemblywoman Inez Dickens, and as well as the powerhouses who backed her. And Mr. Salam says, and I am quoting here, most people would think I would be pro-defund the police. But the truth of the matter is we need the police. We need the policia. We need the police. Any language you can come up with, we need them. And now you have a Central Park Five member stating exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. So we'll deal with that. New York City uh, apparently has a new budget at the 11th hour. The city's public libraries were spared budget cuts. Mayor Adams and Speaker Adrian Adams uh, shook hands on a $107 billion budget. And um, a statement uh, as it relates to the homeless issues, a statement from Christine Quinn, the former speaker who's now working for um, WIN, a homeless organization. She issued a statement that I found interesting. She said, And I'm quoting here last night, a shocking 100,000, 100,000 of our neighbors went to sleep in homeless shelters, including over 27,000 children. Her quote continues. This is the worst homelessness crisis that New York City has ever seen. And it is unquestionably a humanitarian emergency. She says, I applaud Speaker Adams and the mayor for dedicating $4 billion to build affordable housing. But the full details, but until the full details are released, the impact this investment will have on homelessness is unclear. The city must build housing for the lowest income New Yorkers and for those in existing shelters. Anything less is merely paying lip service to the crisis, to the crisis. 
Something else we're going to deal with this morning. Poor President Biden. Poor President Biden. He wandered off the set of a live television interview. And folks, I did this for what, 15 years, live television every night. Standard rule of operation. And generally, the floor manager tells you this. Wait until Dominic tosses to a break until you make a move. Well, what the president of the United States did with the camera still rolling and live. So in other words, a hot camera, the president got out of his chair, shook hands with the host, Nicole Wallace, and awkwardly walked away after she thanked the 80 year old president for granting her a rare interview. Nicole Wallace, and I know, I've been in the chair, so I know how she feels. She had to be embarrassed. She said, don't go anywhere. And folks, bottom line, it is unusual for guests to leave the set of cable news shows before the host tosses the program to a commercial break. And so the clip of Biden walking off, apparently oblivious that the program was live, has quickly gone viral. And of course, the uh, one of the big stories of the day, the Supreme Court says no to affirmative action and college admissions. But we must find ways. I don't believe in affirmative action, but we must find ways to achieve diverse student bodies. And I think I have the answer. That's coming up in just a little bit. So let's start with uh, Mayor Adams. Um, He had a moment. And so this woman, uh, the mayor compared her to a plantation owner. During a fiery town hall exchange on Wednesday. And she is actually she stood up and she was asking her question and she was pointing. The mayor was about maybe 50 feet away from her. (laughs) So it's not like she was pointing in his face, but she is elderly and she had her hand up and she was pointing. And she's lived in New York City since she and her parents left Europe fleeing from the Nazis. And so she apparently interrupted the mayor and accused him of responsibility for the rent guidelines board voting to allow landlords to hike rent on rent stabilized apartments up to 6%. Now this is a hot issue, no matter what year, no matter who the mayor is, uh, folks on each side point fingers, point fingers and blame the mayor. So she's pointing, and you're going to hear it. Her audio is a little low, but you'll hear the mayor clearly. She's pointing, and the mayor asked her to stand up so he could hear her better, and then insisted he does not control the rent guidelines board. So now on her feet, she shouted that the mayor had previously voiced his support for the rent increases while vigorously pointing her finger at him. And folks, listen to this. This is what it sounded like. We're talking about the rent guidelines board. If you said before and after that you supported those rent increases, in Nassau, they had a 0% rent increase. Why in New York City, where the real estate is controlling you, Mr. Mayor, why are we having these horrible rent increases last year and this year? Okay, first, if you're going to ask a question, don't point at me and don't be disrespectful to me. I'm the mayor of this city, and treat me with the respect I I deserve to be treated. I'm speaking to you as an adult. Don't stand in front like you treated someone that's on the plantation that you own. Give me the respect I deserve and engage in the conversation. Up here in Washington Heights, treat me with the same level of respect I treat you. So don't be pointing at me. Don't be disrespectful to me. Speak with me as an adult because I'm a grown man. I walked into this room as a grown man, and I'm going to walk out of this room as a grown man. I answered your question. Now, I'm going to say something that will be quite controversial, okay? Here's the honest truth. I try my best to be honest with you folks on every single issue. And every African-American man, if he's being honest with you, will tell you that he's had the moment that Mayor Adams has had in this clip. 
Now, I'm going to tell you why the mayor is wrong in a second. But every black man that's being honest with you, that's really being honest with you, will tell you that I don't like the way somebody talked to me and I thought it was race based. I don't think it was that way in this case. I think that she was a passionate woman who's 84 years of age. And here's the bottom line. You ran for mayor, Mr. Adams. You wanted to be mayor. So you have to take the good with the bad. And when you're a public figure, you have to count to 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. And you have to do it constantly. I have to do it too. I'm being honest with you folks. I'll, I, you know, I'll never forget. There are times when I've been in Riverdale and people will just pull me by my arm. No matter what type of day I'm having, they have no idea what's going on in my personal life. They don't know where my mindset is. What do you think about Trump? What do you think about Biden? And feel that I have an obligation to stand there and engage them. And so it's very interesting. Um, One more time, I want you folks to hear this woman, 84 years old, and I really believe the mayor should have given her a pass. I don't think that I don't think there was anything racial in what she was doing. What she was upset about is that she felt that the mayor was a uh, a phony politician. And I, I, I will tell you folks this. So I was at an event with the mayor maybe two weeks ago at the Plaza Hotel. And there was this Indian American woman. Right. And so the mayor's done. And of course, he's walking out in his police detail and uh, his press secretary and his his body man. And this woman gets in the mayor's face, Mayor Adams face. And I don't know what she was lecturing him about, but no matter what he said, she was not giving him a pass. She would not get out of his face. This went on for about seven to eight minutes, which is a lot of time for the mayor of New York City when he's leaving an event. Because normally the mayor creeps out the back door, a secret uh, door, and he's gone into the car and gone. And so the lady went on and on and on and on. And then all of a sudden, Adam's face changed. And he said, ma'am, I told you to talk to this man right over here. Ma'am, persistence does not work with me. And he was deliberate on every word. And then I think the lady was embarrassed and then she backed off. We are going to open up the phone lines 800-848-WABC 800-848-9222. Let's begin with Jose in Manhattan. Good morning, Jose. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Love your show, man. Thank you. How come, mayor, how come the mayor didn't take a breath like he recommended the kisses before he answered the question? <laughs> <laughs> he should have stopped and breathed, not caught the He should have took five minutes to breathe before he answered the question to that old lady. Man, how could he be so rude, man? It's like you say, you got to take the good with the bad, man. Right. When you're the mayor, you got you to take the good That's with the right. bad. And That's no matter right. who it is. That's- and and I've never met anybody more famous in my life than Ed Koch, right? Yeah. So I oh, I, I would if 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 you if you want to know who's really famous, walk down the street with Ed Koch, right? And even in his latter years, he would say, "How am I doing?" And people stop and talk to him and so on. Even Ed Koch. Now Ed Koch might have a bad day and let you have it, especially if you asked about sexual orientation, but. Outside of that, even a Koch took it. And I mean, Mr. Adams, you campaigned for this job. And I get it. In fairness to the mayor, I'm I'm being bluntly honest with you folks. Sometimes you get tired of people up in your face thinking that you have an obligation to to interact with them. Jose, I appreciate your call. And, you know, that's good advice. That's real good advice. The mayor should have taken the advice that he gave the school kids this week in terms of uh, breathing, counting to 10, count and counting to 10. Let's go to David in Los Angeles. Good morning, David. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, it makes me outraged that he pulls the race card once again, and I guess he's off the hook for discussing the issue 
because she was talking to him like plantation and she's the owner. It's a tactic to get off the hook. It's despicable. It's disgraceful. And I have lost so much respect for the mayor based on using the plantation excuse. This is all over TikTok as well. And he may finally made me sick. And even though I thought de Blasio was the worst mayor, after that plantation comment, I now consider Eric Adams the weakest, most despicable worst mayor in history. Okay, I I hear you, David. I respect where you're coming from. I think the mayor made a tremendous mistake. I do want to ask you you. this. Wait, wait, wait now. Not not done with the the question. Here's the question. Do you know, we, we all have our breaking point, all of us. And so so you're telling me that you feel the mayor should just take it because he's the mayor and that's that. Well, it's it's not like she was right in his face. If the people didn't see the video, she's halfway across right. the room, she about is. 50 feet away. And she's it's 84 like years was, old. And she's 84. And, you know, if he, if, if, if he would have said, hey, don't point your finger at me. Listen, no, you're the mayor. You have to take it. She wasn't that out of line. But what I'm upset about is pulling the race card and saying plantation and the owner. I mean, no, no, I'm I'm sorry, bro. I, I'm I'm sorry to call you, bro. Excuse me, sir. It's okay. Really it's okay. Feel, it's okay. I, but I really what, feel that that was weak, and it's just a tactic to get off the well, hook for the well, issue. It, 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 let me just say this, David, and thank you for the call. If if you're disgusted at that, you should hear what the mayor says to me privately, and what he said, what he said, what what he said uh, th- throughout the years. Because let me just put it to you this way: he is not a big supporter of the fourth estate of the media, and let's just say. Um, he uses colorful language when it comes to the media, um, you know, and it, it, this is just unfortunate. You you have an elderly woman, uh, you know, came to New York to get away from the Nazi situation. And and she feels that she's talking to a pandering slick politician. And he just happens to be a man of color and she's nowhere near him, but she is aggressively pointing her finger. And Adams did not take well to that. So I'm going to go to Larry in Brooklyn. Now, Larry, I do have to tell you this. I have received a couple of emails in the last 24 hours that say it's time to give you a break from appearing on the air on this program. So let's go right ahead and hear what Larry in Brooklyn uh, has to say. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind? Okay, I'll take that as a warning. Um, well, look, if, let's say I was, if I was the editor of, of, of let's say, a major newspaper like the New York Post, because, you know, they, have, they, have, they don't have enough guts as they should. And I'm telling you, my headlines to, to, to Mara's newspaper would be, get thee to a plantation. Okay? Yeah, wait, get, wait, wait, wait. Get what to a plantation? Like Shakespeare said, oh, get thee to oh, a so nunnery. Okay, I would say, Shake, get Shake, thee Shake. to a plantation okay. would be my headlines. And you wouldn't have a newspaper very long. Well, I, you know what? Well, wait, 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 wait. If it's good for him, it's good for me, first of all. You didn't say whether he knew or not that this woman was a, a, a Holocaust survivor, 84 there, years there, old. There's, in all likelihood, there's no way that he knew. He, he had to know that she was an elderly woman, but there's no way. Well, Go ahead. Go he, ahead. Also, he also may have known that she was Jewish and, and, and his anti-Semitism. Oh, wait a minute. Now, wait, 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 wait. How, how would he know that? How would he know that? Because if, he, if, he's, if he knows Larry, her last you're, name. Larry, you're, you're, why, why would he know her last name? You're the same guy. You're the same guy. You're the the same guy. You're the same guy that told me 48 hours ago that Yusef Salam won the council race in Harlem because of a Muslim last name, which is very offensive. You're the same guy. Even if he won it because he was exonerated from a crime. That's that's why he won to elect somebody. Well, Well, you may feel that way. I may feel that way. But the voters of Harlem concluded different, Larry. And frankly, they, they don't care what you or I have to say on this issue. Well, that's why he has. That's why he his number one thing on his agenda is to reform Harlem because he seems to agree with me. This guy, so maybe he's not that bad after all. Oh, so the guy with a Muslim name now he's not that bad. Larry, thank you for the call. Um, I also want to say that Yusef Salam has said that now. Remember, the last council member was a socialist, and Bruce Teitelbaum's uh, housing project in Harlem was basically not going anywhere because she didn't approve. She said that it was running black people out of Harlem. Yusef Salam says one of the first things he's going to do is sit down with Bruce Teitelbaum 
and make sure that this project goes forward. So maybe, maybe never judge a book by its cover. Maybe we'll see. But I'm telling you that whether we like it or not, this young man has a tremendous future in politics. And he, if he plays the right cards and does the right things under the guidance of Assemblyman uh, Keith Wright, who's no longer in office, there, there, there's no stopping this young man in terms of public office, in terms of if he gets polished, where he could go, including the mayor of New York City. If he gets polished, it is possible. Joy in Manhattan. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. I just want to say it's a cultural thing. Uh, maybe it doesn't sound politically correct, but Jews and Italians speak by pointing their fingers. My husband gets into trouble all the time when he does that. Okay, so so... So you feel the it's mayor? Not, it doesn't mean anything that they get. They're passionate and they use their hands when they talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I hear you. Do Do you think the mayor was wrong? How do you feel about the situation? I think he could have. He could have been more sensitive. I mean, he's in what was it, Washington Heights or Riverdale? Mm-hmm. Washington Heights. Right. There's a large Jewish population there, and he should be savvy already about him. I mean, he's the mayor of New York. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Joy, for the for the telephone call for enlightening us in that area. The one other thing, without getting too personal with my uh, relationship with the mayor, he does feel that race plays a role in a lot of things. So, for example, he feels that he's covered through the prism of uh, race. I'm just telling you the way that he feels privately. And he has felt this way for a very, very long time. And, you know, I don't, I don't, for lack of a better term, I don't kiss and tell. But uh, one of the things that he has said constantly to me privately is I don't give a damn. And that is his attitude in some regards. Tony in New Jersey. Good morning, Tony. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hello, Dominic. It's Tony and Alicia waiting for more food. The cat. Oh, how your your cat? <laughs> okay, okay. Well, send my regards to Alicia. Yes. So you know, Dominic. Here's what I would have liked to see, and if I asked that question of the mayor, right? And and putting all pointing hands aside, nobody likes that. I don't like that. But here's what I would have liked to see if I went there, and I had a question for the mayor. Even if I did something off, he could have said in a nice, jovial way, you know, uh, I feel like I'm in school now with the pointing or something a little less intense. He's very intense sometimes. But what I really wanted to know was why are the rents? Why? Why is the disparity in the rent? And so he didn't answer that question, Dominic. And that's where I fault him because I feel he used that statement and he didn't answer the question. and He didn't answer the woman. And not only was she a woman who was the least likely to look like a plantation owner, she was elderly. And we in this country, we like to, in all countries, we like to reverence the elderly. We know they have a thing with their hands. We all got slapped by those hands. So my thing is just answer the question, you know, let her know what the answer is. He did a filibuster and he he did the race car, Dominic. He did it. I I, I, I I hear you, Tony, and uh, I certainly would have handled it differently. But again, I, I said I was going to be uh, honest with you folks uh, on this issue. And every every black man of color, myself included, has felt at times, don't talk down to me. I'm not your little boy. And, you know, I, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not in politics. I'm not in politics. And when you're the mayor of New York, you've got to deal with these things. And thank you for the call, Tony. I, I, I really feel for the elderly woman this morning because the mayor basically called her a racist. And I'm sure she doesn't feel too good about that right now. And it's a for an 84-year-old woman who escaped 
flee the, the Nazis and and she's trying to stand up and fight on the issue of affordable housing. And the leader of the city, yes, she did point, she did yell a little bit, but she was across the room. She's no threat to the mayor. The mayor has with him at all times four heavily armed, at least three, heavily armed police officers. If anyone gets too close to the mayor of New York City, good luck with that. These men and women, and it's often men and women, are heavily armed, and you're not going to get that close to the mayor to have the opportunity to do something. They have an entire unit of the police department, which is called the Intelligence Division, and they are the ones that are assigned to protect the mayor of New York City 24 hours a day, and they are very good at their job. So she was not a threat to him, but he was just not having it. The mayor was not having it, and um, he made the comment. And if if you're if you're if you're that woman, obviously you don't feel good about yourself this morning. You know, having to be the subject of this. I'm going to take one more call before I take a break. Dominic in Brooklyn. Good morning, Dominic. What's on your mind? Yeah, well, I'm talking about the lady pointing the finger at the uh, government, not the mayor. Uh, first of all, she's 84 years old, a senior citizen, living on a fixed income, and the topic of increase of rent was most important to her. Uh, this guy was an arrogant SOB and has no respect for senior citizens. He thinks he's an aristocrat, this Eric Adams. He's just a public servant. He doesn't know that. That's all he is, is a public servant. Nothing more, nothing less. He was put there to do a job for the people of New York, and he wants to play politics. I I hear you, Dominic. Um, again, to know Eric Adams is to know that it's not surprising that he found himself in this situation. Because what situation was it? Is no, 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 no. I I hear you, Dominic. I I I agree. She was not belligerent. She was asking earnestly a question. Well, no, but, but she, but she was also, response. but she was also lecturing him with her finger pointing. No, and, no, and, she was. I oh, heard okay. the tape. Well, no, well, she well, pointed her finger I, at him. No, she pointed her finger at least. I agree with you on that. She pointed her finger at least three or four times at the mayor, and she was upset, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. Right. This is a topic, right. and that, he should have been respectful. And play the part of the mayor and be more understanding, more compassionate to the woman. Okay, I I, I agree with he that. He comes around with this stupid ghetto nonsense back in, what does he think, this is 1880 over here? Right, but you see, Dominic, but, but Dominic, what I'm trying to tell you is that to know Eric Adams, that. to know Eric Adams personally, you know that you're not surprised at this because he doesn't play that. He really doesn't play that. And well, if, if he feels, if, a, if he feels, Dominic, Dominic, thank he you for the call. Be okay, fair enough. Thank you, Dominic. For the, you oh, I'm sorry, Dominic. I'm sorry. I'm trying to toss to this break here. If Adams feels that, I'm telling you what I know for a fact. If he feels that you're coming at him at a from a racial point of view, or or an unfair point of view, he is going to shut you down. That's just, I'm not saying that he's right. I'm trying to give you perspective. I firmly feel the mayor of New York should, should have been more sympathetic to a senior citizen that is upset about how her rent payments may fluctuate in the very near future. And if I were Mr. Adams, if he called me right now after the show, I would say, Mr. Mayor, you need to fix this. This is your Obama moment. You know, Obama met and went and met with the police officer and had a beer. You, I would say to him right now, if he called me, you need to call up this elderly woman. You need to go see her tomorrow. You need to fix this, Mr. Mayor. That's what I would say to him as someone that has known him more than 30 years. And he wouldn't want to hear that, but that's exactly what I would tell him. Folks, I've got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go to Audrey in Brooklyn, Jericho, Yonkers, the Bronx, and New Jersey. Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Going into the 4th of July weekend, Dominic Carter here with you folks. You can follow me on Twitter, Dominic TV, Dominic TV. Starting uh, for Monday's program, you can start following me now on YouTube. I'll have videos there, how I'm feeling, what's going through my mind at that moment and so on. And that's at YouTube.com at Dominic Carter at Dominic Carter on YouTube. I'm going to give you my take on the Supreme Court ruling in just a second. But first, I want to go to Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning. Um, gosh, you know, it's troubling because it seems like this country is not going by what they wrote in the paper. But as far as the um, the, the plantations um, statement, um I have to say, and you know, I know you're gonna get calls, but I don't see it as something offensive. Number one, because we I, we don't know what the man um, the man's day was. Okay, and no, no, but wait, 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 Audrey, come on hey, now, wait, 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 Audrey, Audrey, Audrey. He was basically calling her a racist. Come on, come on now, Audrey. He was calling her a slave owner. Come on, Audrey. He was calling this 84 year old woman a slave owner. We know what that means. Okay, but a lot of people don't. You know what I'm saying? Come on, Audrey. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not going to argue with you, but it's just the fact that not knowing and going on with everybody believing this one person, just saying, you know what plantation is all about. And I'm just saying, maybe if if, if it wasn't, I don't think it was racist, number one. And and the point of the finger, I just want to say the rent guideline is not up to the mayor. And if she voted, she would know that. It was on his control. Right, but everybody knows the mayor makes appointments, and, and that's what people are talking about. But but Audrey, come on now. When when you say she he he what the mayor was basically say, he all but said it. What he said what was that? what he said was I'm not your little boy, which okay. is what, and many black men, including myself, have said that. And he was also saying this is not a plantation. You are not the slave owner, and I am not your damn slave. That's what the mayor of New York City was stating. Based on our history. Yeah, but, but Audrey, you can't say that to an 84-year-old yeah, woman. Yeah, I understand that, but you know what? It's getting to the point now. That it's sad, but true. This country is saying things that maybe I don't want to hear or you don't want to hear, or, you know, but it's so offensive. But I have another statement, you know. I just hope folks get over it. He's a cool guy, though, because I met him before he became president in Brooklyn. But mm, anyway, this affirmative action. Just quickly, Audrey, because i got to okay, move okay. on. Go ahead. In effect, um, folks probably think it's just black people. It's women, and also, and also the um, the, the, the 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 council, the council person. I don't do fast. But, um, the new guy, Hakeem uh, Hawkins. Yusuf Salam. Yusuf Salam. He's gonna be a great guy. And uh, have a great holiday weekend. Thank you, Audrey. You do the same. Thank you very much, Audrey in Brooklyn. Okay, Joe and Jericho, you're up, but you you can't go on your rambling regular rants. It's got to be short. We have a lot of calls. Go right ahead. Joe, go ahead or I'm moving on. Okay, Joe's not there. I'm moving on. Let's go to Alan Yonkers. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind? Uh, good morning to you, Dominic. Just quickly on the two topics out of the three you're covering. Uh, Yusuf Salam, I, I, I remember him vividly. I remember in 2002 when the late Morgenthau, Bob Morgenthau, the DA, exonerated him with the 1989 Right, right. We got, Al, we got that. What is your point? Go ahead. Oh, my point is that I think he won the election against uh, Innes D. His opponent, the former predecessor of the seat, is because she had some uh, health issues, and she's no, not no, 100%. no, no, no. She was a socialist, and she was a nut job. Thank you for the call. No, no, Al. I meant Ines Dinkins, Ines. 
Oh, against Inez D. Uh, D. Yeah. yeah, she does. Uh, yeah, no, no, but not not only that, Al, but thank you for the call. That's not the only reason why he ran. I am telling you, folks, remember I was the first one to tell you this. I'm very good at predicting who can be mayor. The right advisors get a hold of this kid, no matter what may have happened in the Central Park case. The right advisors get a hold of this kid, teach him how to play to the money crowd, teach him how to say the right things. This kid could become mayor of New York City. Remember I told you that. He's already stating the right things, that he wants to work with the police and also stating that he believes in development within the community. That means the money from Bruce Teitelbaum and others is going to come behind this kid. Watch this kid in the city council. If he goes mainstream, he's got a future in the very near future with a citywide elected position. You better believe Eric Adams is keeping his eye on him. Remember, Adams didn't endorse him. So Yusef Salam doesn't know, doesn't owe Eric Adams a damn thing. So the Supreme Court uh, ruling that struck down affirmative action in college admissions, declaring race cannot be effective factor right so basically it's it's forcing institutions of higher education to look for new ways to achieve diverse student bodies right we know that the court's conservative majority overturned the admissions plans at harvard and the university of uh, north carolina first of all i have no problem at all with legacy admissions none and they should continue if you went to a certain institution. So for example, I attended the prestigious Newhouse school at Syracuse university for graduate school and broadcast journalism. My daughter, and this is a true story. My daughter literally came along and got into the extremely competitive Newhouse school on her own. But why would Syracuse not give her somewhat of an advantage considering her dad went there? And while I do want my grandkids to attend Ivy League schools, of course, Syracuse should give my grandkids somewhat of some type of advantage. I'm not saying what level. I don't know what. But their grandfather went there. So did their mother. Syracuse should consider that when they look at admission. So here's how you get around the affirmative action situation. I don't support affirmative action, but here's how you get around it. And it's just how it's just like how I went to college in the state of New York at SUNY Cortland undergrad. And it's called the Educational Opportunity Program. This is how you solve the problem where colleges focus on family income levels, family income levels. Here's the bottom line. No college in America would have looked at me, folks. I can be honest about this. But through the Educational Opportunity Program, as long as I went up to a summer school program I w- before the classes started, I was able to go to school. And EOP, the Educational Opportunity Program, is all races. As a matter of fact, there are more white children in EOP than anything else. But here's my point. You still have a shot. You still have a shot. And so if you base it on family income level, right, for for part of this, that's a great equalizer that will help a people of of all races. So, for example, if, if you're like I was the first one in my family to go to college and and if you come under a certain income level, then they should look at that in terms of. Diversity, because diversity not only helps the individual that gets the education, it also helps the students that are there. So don't do it based on race. Don't do it affirmative action. Do it on income. Now, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to I told you folks this week, I I let my hair down, the little hair that I have left. And I told you a story about my fear of alligators. Right. So we see all your calls. We're going to have the uh, Chronicles of Dominic Carter, where I'm going to make a comment about Jay-Z, a positive comment, the rapper. I know how some of you feel about him, but he said something recently that I agree with, particularly as it relates to this radio program. I'm also going to tell you about the alligator in Louisiana. OMG. I will be right back. 
77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. I have made no bones about it. I like the music of Beyonce and, yes, her husband, Jay-Z. I met him once on 14th Street uh, in 9th Avenue, and he was pretty cool. And I recently saw something Jay-Z said on Instagram that I agree with 1,000%. Jay-Z says, I came to be number one. I don't know what number two is. Are you striving to be the best? Folks, I have the same mentality. I'm not here on this program to be number 10 on WABC. The Casamitidis, out of the goodness of their heart, Margot and John Casamitidis gave me a shot. I'm not here to be number 10 in the ratings. And thanks to you folks, this show is consistently number one or number two in all of New York from midnight until 1 a.m. Here is what Jay-Z had to say. This is a comment that he made about his own career being number one. He made this comment in a podcast on Instagram. Well, I'm supposed to be here to be second best, right? I'm not doing, <laughs> I'm not doing this. You never seem to like that. I'm not doing this for that, you know, and if other people are cool with settling or not putting themselves in that light, that's their personal preference. That's yeah. their personal preference. Yeah. If you don't want to be in that light, that's fine. I'm not mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have an opinion on what you want to do. If you want to be second, that's cool. <laughs> so don't have an opinion on me wanting to be John Michelle or Shakespeare. People got to realize that I put a lot of my life into what I'm doing right now. I didn't just have a hit record and get lucky. I put a lot of my life into it. So the things that come out of it is not due to this, like, just, you know, bravado and arrogance. I have confidence because of the work I put in. I put in so much. I put in so much work. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better. You listen to this program. That is exactly my attitude, folks. I'm not here to joke around. I'm not here to play games. I'm not here to just coast and be number 10 in the ratings. Number one, on, on a bad day, number two. And thanks to you folks, 12 to 1, midnight to 1 a.m., WABC is a top, as well as other day parts and night parts and, and so on and morning parts. WABC in particular, midnight to 1 a.m., thanks to the goodness of the Casamitidis that have put the resources into this program for the team that I work with, we are consistently number one and number two. And I like what Jay-Z had to say. So we are dealing with a number of issues. Uh, Mayor Adams, uh, oh boy, verbally going after a woman, 84 years old. Um, The woman um, who fled the Nazis during uh, World War II. And she was upset at the mayor about the Rent Guidelines Board recent vote. And she was about 50 feet easily away from the mayor, but she was pointing at the mayor and she was upset. And we're going to let you hear for those of you that may have just joined the show one more time, the question and answer the question from the woman. It's a little hard to hear her. She's in the background, but you clearly can hear the response of New York city mayor, Eric Adams. Okay, first, if you're going to ask a question, don't point at me and don't be disrespectful to me. I'm the mayor of this city and treat me with the respect I would I deserve to be treated. I'm speaking to you as an adult. Don't stand in front like you treated someone that's on the plantation that you own. Give me the respect I deserve and engage in a conversation up here in Washington Heights. 
treat me with the same level of respect I treat you. So don't be pointing at me. Don't be disrespectful to me. Speak with me as an adult because I'm a grown man. I walked into this room as a grown man, and I'm going to walk out of this room as a grown man. I answered your question. Now, I, I do say, Mr. Mayor, what are you going to do when someone walks past you and uses the F word and say that's how bad of a mayor you are? It, it comes with the turf. It happens. It happens. Ilona, Westchester, good morning. What's on your mind? You know, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm a nurse. I've taken care of elderly people. And this is pretty sickening to me because he needs to rise above someone talking to him like that. Do you think she's not scared? At, what is she going to do at that age to go to work and make money? It is so scary. That, that's a good point. To- that, I, I, I'm going to let you finish. I'm, I'm glad you just brought that up because I didn't even consider that. She's on a fixed income. And oh. what, what is she going to do at this point? She can't go get a job at 84 years old. and She might be disabled, you know. And on top of that, I don't think that this mayor has class. You know, I mean, I know so many people that have class. Um, he doesn't have class. He he has uh, a look. He acts like a thug. You know, like I'm gonna. I'm not worried about you. I'm worried that you're intimating or you're talking to me disrespectfully. You know, and you know what? Tough for him. Too bad. And on top of the fact that he says that he loves the cops, he's full of crap. He doesn't love the cops, okay? And he doesn't love humanity. And to go after a, a senior citizen like that, he, can I say he's a disgrace? You know that. Well, I, 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 I hear you. I really do. And uh, I, I would have handled it differently because, like I said, uh, like I said earlier, I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm not the mayor of New York, but I have been in Riverdale. And sometimes there were not good days. And I've had senior citizen women literally grab me by my arm, whether I wanted because one one tactic you you engage in. Right. When you're a public figure is you just don't stop because once you stop, they got you. And so you just, you, you, you say hello and you may sign something quickly, but you keep it moving. And I've had situations mm-hmm. where uh, senior citizen uh, women uh, have pulled, you know, stopped me by my arm. And they're like, you're going to talk to me <laughs> whether you want to or not. And and you're right, Ilona, because you suck it up and you stand there mm-hmm. and you engage them. And, and, and you're not going to just blow them off because it's almost like a respect thing that they're going to make you. And 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 sometimes we do have to be respectful. Not sometimes we should always be respectful to our elders. And so I thank you uh, very much for your Don't telephone forget. call. Don't forget what now? Don't forget, I'm a nurse. Okay, um, there are people that I, call, you know, patients I take care of. You think they're nice all the time? We have people that hit, try to hit you. You think I'm going to go and hit them back? No, I have to show the respect of my license of my taking an oath that I will care for and devote myself to humanity and their needs. Who the hell would I be to act like Eric Adams the thug and mistreat anybody who needs my help as a nurse? I took an oath, and Eric Adams took nothing. He's just a little creepy little, he's against everybody. You know that? Yes. Well, I I hear you. Thank you so much for the telephone call. Let's go to Las Vegas. Let's say good morning to Sam. Good morning, Sam. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic, if the mayor would have taken a deep breath, got over himself and just walked down to that lady and talked to her for a minute, maybe put his hand on her shoulder, he would have walked away a winner and she would have probably fell in in love with the guy and he would have been reelected again. Uh, Well, well, I I don't know about that, but let let me just, let me just say this, Sam, let me just say this. He was surrounded by commissioners at a long table. So he would have had to get up. Now I'm not saying that what you're saying is not a good idea because it is a good idea. He would have had to get up, walk around. And once he walks over to the lady, the NYPD gets nervous because now his personal space is being violated but i would have done exactly the same thing sam i would have got up walked around but she was so passionate and on this issue of the rent guidelines board people are so angry on the landlords are angry the tenants are angry everybody's angry but that would have been the time to shine no matter what i didn't know the circumstance i just i'm just hearing it that's all i i don't i don't think she would have been having it i i really i really no. don't think she would have been uh, okay with it but but i would that's exactly what i would have done that's exactly hey, listen, what i've done 
Great show, Dominic. We catch you all the time out here. Thank you. Thank you. So go to the casino for me and, and win don't. some money. Okay, you, you don't. don't. Okay. Well, listen, remember, there's a lot of people out here on the West Coast that pick you up all the time. Well, that's fantastic. It's nice to hear. And again, thank you, Sam. It's all uh, possible because of the good hearts of uh, Margot Katsimatidis and John, John Katsimatidis that gave me this opportunity to be here at this legendary radio station. Susan in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, hi there. Um, I'm, I'm very curious. Um, uh, without um, considering the um, exoneration from the... Um, the, the what were they called the 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 five in the Central Park Five. I'm, I'm short on yeah. time, Susan. So quickly, please yeah. get to the no, point. No, just that I really want to hear more of what his policies are now as a father of ten, and um, you know if he's has obviously. I, I want to see what he's going to do about education. He's got okay. the Success Academy there, so why he's got to put pressure to get more of those kind of educational opportunities for his district. I hear you, Susan. Thank you for the call. I got to tell you folks this, this, uh, this issue. I've known him a long time. He's not a stupid kid. He's a grown man. Now Uh, I covered the central park case from start to finish the whole thing. And if he's smart and he's not stupid, he's never been stupid. He is going to say all the right things, do all the right things and go mainstream. He goes mainstream. We'll we'll see we'll see what happened. I I want to tell you folks this. I got to tell you my alligator story. Oh, I would. I'm going to try and get to some more calls. I would have fainted. So, man's best friend, a dog. Louisiana. The dog is barking very loudly. Wakes up, mom and dad. Mom and dad hears hissing. But it's not a dog. They think it's a burglar. They look. It's a feisty five-foot alligator in their home. The alligator came through the doggy entrance into the home. It's a miracle the alligator didn't eat the little dog or find a way to get up on the bed and bite mom and dad. I would have fainted. That would have been it. (laughs) <laughs> there would have been no more. I am now joined by Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. Happy Friday. It's a happy Friday. You doing anything great this weekend? Uh, well, I got some family coming over. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, hopefully just catching up on some errands and dodging the smog. Uh, yes. Or the fog, whatever. The smoke, the fog, the smog, whatever. Whatever we want to call it, right? Exactly. What do you have coming up this morning? All right. Ask Frank anything in the next hour. People can call in with any question they like, and you know the questions run the gamut. And uh, then a real treat for the WABC audience. The guy that hosted the time slot I'm in now 35, 40 years ago was a fellow by the name of Freddie Mertz. Well, I found him, and he's going to join me in studio for an hour uh, to kind of reminisce about the old days of WABC. Uh, We have uh, denunciations and movie reviews with Debbie Schlussel, and who knows what else. Anything can happen. Anything can, anything will happen. Folks, I want you to have a lovely 4th of July weekend. I will be back live programming on Monday, my regular time. Have a great weekend. Have a hot dog, a burger, and keep it right here. Frank Marano, The Other Side of Midnight, coming up right now. This is New York's talk leader, the crown jewel of talk radio. WABC New York and 1071 WLIR Hampton Bay.